coming up. He, he believed God and God just credited it as righteousness. It, it wasn't really it, but God says, okay, I'll, 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 I'll just give you credit for it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And so that, that's how we get it. We get it on credit. Okay. And, and, and really for us, that's the best way to get it. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. You wouldn't intentionally put yourself in harm's way, would you? Well, we do this spiritually every time we ignore our real enemy and leave the safety of God's presence. Join us for the message series, Maximum Security, where Pastor Rob discusses the various ways we can be spiritually secure and protected. Here's part one of the message. The need for righteousness. Amen. And so today I'm going to be reading from the um, New American Standard Bible, the New American Standard NASB. And again, the passage is Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. Amen. And hopefully you have an outline and something to write with so you can follow along with us. And the scriptures on the screen if you need that as well. And so it reads, uh, finally, be strong in the Lord, in the strength of his might, put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness against spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand, be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In addition to all, take, taking up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God with all prayer and petition. Pray at all times in the spirit and with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. Again, that's Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. And so today we will be focusing on where it talks about putting on the breastplate of righteousness. So our subtopic for today is the need for righteousness, the need for righteousness. So on your outline, write this down. What is the righteousness of God? What is the righteousness of God? Since we need it, we need to know what, what it is that we need uh, so we can recognize it and use it for the purpose in which it serves. And so, what is the righteousness of God? Number one, 
It is living up to the standard of God. It is living up to the standard of God. And I, I said number one, but that's only one you got there. Is <laughs> that's what the righteousness of God is, is living to God's standard. All right. Um, for us, and, and it's particularly in us trying to put on the full armor of God and fight this spiritual battle, this war, it's us living up to the standard of God. Deuteronomy 6, 24, 25 says, the Lord commanded us to obey all these decrees and to fear the Lord our God so that we might always prosper and be kept alive. Y'all see that? This is Moses talking to the children of Israel. He said, the, God gave us these things so that we can be kept alive and prosper. He goes on, as is the case today. And if we are, if we are careful to obey all the, this law before the Lord our God as he has commanded us, that will be our righteousness. That will be our righteousness. Listen to what Moses is saying here. He says, if we are careful to obey all of this law that God gave us, commanded us to obey, that will be our righteousness. And we're going to touch on this as we keep walking through. Because... Write this down. It raises the questions, then, uh, why do we need righteousness for maximum security? Why do we need it for maximum security? Number one, without it, we cannot win the battles or war with our enemies. Without it, we cannot win the battles or war with our enemies. We shared in our previous message that um, we now have three enemies, the devil, the world, and our sin nature. And so that's what we mean. So we're battling and we are at war with the devil, with the world system, and with our sin nature. And without righteousness, we can't win that battle. That's why it's part of the armor of God, as it reads here in Ephesians 6, 11 and verse 14, 11 says, put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. And verse 14 says, and, put, and, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. As we covered before, Paul is using the gear um, that the Roman soldiers wore as a metaphor, the real thing we need is the righteousness. It's the righteousness. And it's part of the armor and it's part of what protects us. So we need it to guard ourselves. The second reason that we need righteousness for maximum security is none of us have it. None of us have it. I know I read earlier that Moses instructed the children of Israel that if they obey the law, then that will be the righteousness. But hence the problem, as you guys know, they none of us can really do it. And I'll talk more on that in a little, a little bit more. But that's why none of us have it, 
because we couldn't obey it. Romans 10, 5 says Moses writes this about the righteous, about about the righteousness that is by the law. The person who does these things will live by them. Okay, it's 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 now we're in we're in the book of Romans now, and it's referencing what Moses wrote back in the Old Testament and said, and it's saying um, the person who does these things will live by them. But there's a problem. Nobody could do it. Nobody could do it. Romans three ten says, as it is written, there is no one righteous. No, not even one. There's no one righteous, not even one. Nobody could do it. So it couldn't be the righteousness because nobody could do it. We all have failed at obeying what God said. We all have failed. And particularly here, the Ten Commandments was the meat of it. But there were some other statutes tied into that. But nobody could do it. Okay, And, and that, that includes you and me. All right. And, and look what Deuteronomy 9, 6 says. Know, know then that the Lord your God isn't giving you this excellent land for you to possess on account of your righteousness because you are a stubborn people. <laughs> Y'all see that? So here, though none of them could do it, God's grace and mercy still extended to them. And Moses is declaring to them that God is not blessing you or giving you this land because of your righteousness. That's not why you're getting it. Because he, he says, because you really are pretty jacked up, okay? You messed up. You're stubborn. You're stubborn people. You, yeah, that, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to myself. Yeah, at the same time, we are stubborn people, right? And this, this, this speaks to the, the, this whole notion that we hear about um, in our society of, of people saying, well, you know, I deserve better than that. Um, you know, I don't deserve to be treated like that. And all this, I don't deserve, and I deserve all that stuff people saying, it's hogwash, okay? Because what you really deserve, what I really deserve is to die. All of us deserve to die because the Bible says the wages of sin is death, and all of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We all deserve to die. So people want to go around with this whole notion that of what I deserve, what I deserve. A, a, a follower of, of, of Christ, shouldn't, that shouldn't be part of your, your psyche because you really don't want what you deserve. Even though you're you talking about, um, I deserve this, I deserve that, you don't want what you deserve. I don't want what I deserve because I deserve to die. If not for the grace of God, I wouldn't be here. And so when you, you're going to use that as your marker or your measuring rod or your, your, your model of what getting what you deserve, you don't want that. Don't 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 tell God to give you what you deserve. Don't don't do that. <laughs> don't don't do that. Okay, you're taking God's grace and mercy for granted if you're doing that. You're thinking too highly of yourself if you do that. So that notion of saying I deserve, I deserve, and we need to throw that out the window. Um, uh, and and if you're still thinking that you deserve something because you're so righteous and you're so good. Look what James 1:19 and 20 says. It says, uh, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Why? Number verse 20, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Okay. 
So I, I think whether we want to admit it or not, all, all of us are guilty, first of all, of expressing human anger. Okay. All of us have been angry at some point. Um, and, and, and when you did that, just know that human anger does not produce the righteousness of God. And if you think about the time you got angry, you ain't got to think of all of them. Just think of one of them. You, you can realize that uh, some of the stuff you thought when you was angry wasn't, wasn't God wouldn't approve of. Some of the stuff you said when you was angry, God wouldn't approve of. And some of the stuff you did while you was angry, God would not approve of. And so you are guilty. Not only that, you, 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 you ain't quick to listen. Okay? You ain't quick to listen. You, you, I, I know you, you think you are. You think, all right, well, I li- I'm a good listener. I'm quick to listen. Um, uh, l- let me tell you something. You could, you could be quiet but not listen. <laughs> okay? We're not talking about being quick to be quiet. <laughs> okay? We're we talking about quick to, be, to listen. And let me tell you something else. You can be quiet and still be angry. <laughs> uh, you, you know, ang- anger don't necessarily have to be emoted out physically. You can be quiet and still be angry. Okay? Um, so don't let that trick you to think that uh, you are quick to listen and you're slow to speak. Because um, listening is not just hearing. It's listening. It's listening. Uh, there's a saying was uh, saying that um, um, we should desire to understand before we are understood. I'll say that again. We should desire to understand before we are understood. So instead of us being so quick to let everybody understand us, why don't we first try to understand others? And then that means listening first to get the true understanding. And then, okay, and say you provide your perspective or what you're, or what you're thinking or whatever. Um, but that's another way to kind of put it. All right. And so we're all guilty. We're all stubborn. We've all come short of God's glory. So none of us, none of us have righteousness. None of us have righteousness. Okay. Just because you might feel you're more right than the other person doesn't mean you got righteousness. Okay. Just because you're more right than the other person. All right. So see, write this down. How do we get the righteousness we need? So if if, if the righteousness of God is living to God's standard and all of us have fallen short of that, meaning we've sinned, and if we need it for maximum security to win our battles and our war, um, and then none of us have it, how do we get it, <laughs> right? How do we get it? If I need it, how do I get it? You know, if I if 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 I know folks is breaking in houses and I need to lock my door and I don't have a lock, I'm wondering where do I get a lock? So folks ain't coming up and into my house taking my stuff. Same is true spiritually. How do we get the righteousness we need? Number one, write this down. 
We get it on credit. <laughs> get it on credit. Same way you got that shirt you wearing. <laughs> Those shoes you got, you know. You know, that car you driving, um, you know, you get it on credit. It, 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 ain't, it ain't the same kind of credit, but concept is similar, okay? All right? But you get it on credit. Look what Genesis 15, 6 says. Abram, whose name was changed to Abraham later, Abram believed the Lord, and he credited it to him as righteousness. Okay? <laughs> Y'all see what happened with Abraham? He, he believed God, and God just credited it as righteousness. It, it, it wasn't really it, but God says, okay, I'll, 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 I'll just give you credit for it, okay? <laughs> All right? Yeah. And so that, that's how we get it. We get it on credit. Okay. And, and, and really for us, that's the best way to get it. In this sense, and I'm not telling y'all to go out and take our credit. I'm not telling y'all to do that. But I'm telling you that it's the best way for us to get it because if we got it on ourselves, it wouldn't be worth nothing anyway. <laughs> if we said, if we created it ourselves, if we came, we're going to talk a little bit more about that in a minute. But if we made it up ourselves, it ain't worth much. Okay? So it's, it's good that we get it on credit. And you'll see this unfold because then it's backed. Because I can't, if I say I have it, I can't back it up. Because as soon as I, the, the, soon as I tell you I got it, and I did it myself, and you follow me around, and it won't take that, you'll see me run a red light or not, not stop, do something sinful, and then right then it's gone. I, it, it lost its power. You ain't got it no more. You just did it wrong, right? So we, we couldn't back it up if we created it ourselves. We couldn't back it up. So we need it on credit because it can be backed up by the creditor, not us. All right? And so, and then Romans 4, 23 and 24 says, the words, the, the words it was credited to him were written not for him alone, but also for us to whom God will credit righteousness. For us who believe in him who raised Jesus, our Lord, from the dead. Y'all see that? You get it on credit and you get it by believing in him who raised Jesus from the dead. That's how you get it. Okay? That's how you get it. That's how you get it on credit. All right. And so, and, 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 and so we should, be, we should be continuing to remind ourselves that God raised Jesus from the dead. Okay. D, write this down. Why don't more people have it? Okay. If you can get it and you can get it on credit, why don't more people have it? Well, you know, the, the obvious answer uh, or the quick answer for us in our society today would be uh, simple because the, the, the credit score is just too low, <laughs> right? This credit score, credit score too low, right? Uh, that, that somebody asks you, well, why don't they have, why can't they get credit? They can't get that credit card? Your answer would be in our society, they, well, they must have a too low of a credit score. 
right? And and so and 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 you're right. Even in a spiritual sense. And there's a reason that their score is so low. Here's why. Let me tell you why why the score is so low. Number 1, they have not truly desired to have it. Okay? Why is the credit score so low and why don't more people have it? Because they have not truly desired to have it. Look at what Matthew 5, 6 says. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Y'all get that? It says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. The the scriptures declares, if if you truly hunger and thirst for it, you'll get it. So so why more folk don't have it? Because they they haven't truly desired it. Get, I want, I'm going to give you a, a little picture in, in your mind to help you uh, imagine this a little bit. Just think if you was a patron at the restaurant called Life. You walk through the door and it's a, it's a restaurant and, and the name of the restaurant is Life. And you come into Life you know, through your mother's womb. <laughs> into the restaurant of life. You're here now, right? And you start to live life in, in this restaurant. Um, and according to the passage that we just read in Matthew 5, it's an all-you-can-eat restaurant. Because okay. it says that if you hunger and you thirst, you will be filled <laughs> Right. So it's it's an it's an all you can eat restaurant where you can serve where they serve righteousness. <laughs> right. And, and it's all you can eat. You can get filled with it. Righteousness. And imagine yourself, you sitting at the table, the, the waitress or the waiter sits you down the, and uh, the table. And hand you a menu. <laughs> and uh, the, the menu is righteousness. <laughs> some, some people have walked out the restaurant. They, they entered the restaurant because they entered life. But they didn't stay. They didn't have a seat. And they didn't place their order. Or if they placed their order, they got up before it arrived. It's, it's, it's just like you. It's, it's like you, you know, you go to a restaurant and, you know, normal restaurant, any, any one of them, and, you know, you order your food and it takes too long to come. You, you may be patient and you wait long, you know, you sit and wait, and oh, they'll be back, they'll be back. But if they don't come back, you, you're going to get up and go check. Even before they seat you, if they, they say it's going to take 30 minutes to seat and it's now 45 minutes, you're going to go back up, um, what's going on? Um, where am I on the list? Because you, you, re- you really want it. You really want it. And many people have not desired it enough to stay and really want it. 
You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. You know God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin so that you could live with him forever. If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I sinned against you. I've made some mistakes in my life. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and my mistakes, and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me to reflect the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to personally welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to connect with the church near you so that you can learn more about Jesus, grow closer to God, and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. And it's not according to knowledge. And oftentimes, they tell you what they believe, and you ask them, well, why do you believe that? They can't really tell you. They'll tell you something like, well, I just, all, I just always felt that way. Okay. <laughs> Again. Yeah, where's that in the Bible? Yeah. <laughs> right? It's always felt that way. Oh, oh, so now your righteousness comes from how you feel. I, I told y'all, we don't really want to create it ourselves because we can't back it up. Thank you for listening.